Good morning, everyone. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to be, to be that loud. Morning, everybody. Morning. Welcome to this morning's service, led for us today by our own Minister Karen. And a special warm welcome to the family and friends of Ace and Elijah, who are being presented for baptism today. Just a couple of notices. Um, the method we're being asked to place our order for the Methodist prayer handbook. Large prints available, £4.15 a copy. So if you would like to order a copy, please see me or any of the other stewards. Thank you. Um, it's communion today, and as we have a communion, we usually put out, there is a, a plate at the back for donations to the Christian Action Fund, which is um, a fund we keep for people in, um, in need um, to help them. We'll just start the service with a short time of prayer. Let us pray. Lord, may your goodness and love be present amongst us today. Come and bless our gathering with unity, hope and vision. Build in us all a deep respect for one another so that your church may be one. Come, stir your hope within our hearts and renew our faith. May your vision fill our lives as we seek to reveal your love. Amen. Thank you, Desley. Good morning, everyone. It's a joy to see you all after being away on holiday, uh, where we had Force 9 on the cruise ship, which was fun in the middle of the Atlantic, and three days of fog, which was fine because you couldn't see anything but sea anyway. But it was very restful and very relaxing, so it's good to be here. And it is lovely to see you all little ones here too. And uh, we are family friendly, so please don't worry if they make a noise or run around or move, okay? Our call to worship, it's based on Psalm 66. Let us make a joyful noise, singing glory to God, offering glorious praise. Let us say to our God, how awesome are your deeds, holy is your name. And we start out our worship, well, we continue our worship with number 59 from Singing the Faith. Lord, the light of your love is shining. We stand if we're able.
And we come now to the baptism. So listen, everyone. Baptism is a gift from God. It declares to each of us the love and grace of God. In this sacrament, we celebrate the life of Christ laid down for us, the Holy Spirit poured out upon us, and the living water offered to us. God offers us new life in Jesus Christ, planting us into the church of Christ and sustaining and strengthening us through the power of the Spirit. Although we don't deserve these gifts of grace or fully understand them, God offers them to all and through Christ invites us to respond. And have we got the pictures, um, Georgia? Here we have Elijah and Ace, just so that you all get a chance to see them if you can't see them at the moment. And uh, they're now one. Um, so, yes, you'll, you'll see them. You can't miss them. They're identical. <laughs> okay, so thanks, Georgia, if we go back to the other bit now. Okay, if the parents of the children to be baptised would like to stand. Having heard these things, how do you respond to the offer of God's grace? Thank you. And if everybody, if you're able, if you'd please like to stand. Gracious God, we thank you for your gifts of water and the Holy Spirit, for your sustaining, cleansing, and life-giving power. From the beginning, your grace has been made through water and the Spirit. Your Spirit moved over the waters at creation. You led your people to freedom through a parted sea. In the fullness of time, you sent Jesus. He was anointed and baptized in the waters of Jordan, and he was anointed with the Holy Spirit. He passed through the deep waters of death and lives forevermore. He offers living water and the gift of your Holy Spirit. Pour out your Holy Spirit that the ones baptized in this water may die to sin, be raised with Christ and be born to new life in the family of your church. And we ask this through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Now, if the parents and the children would like to come up, And I ask you, do you turn away from evil and all that denies God? Do you turn to God trusting in Jesus Christ as Lord and Saviour and in the Holy Spirit as helper and guide? And the congregation now, you declare your faith. Who made the world, we believe in Jesus Christ, his Son, who redeemed humankind. We believe in the Holy Spirit, who gives life to the people of God. Now, 
According to my words, I'm going to baptise Elijah first. <laughs> so I don't get mixed up. Okay. Right. What name have you, name have you given this child? Right, this is the real test now. Are you going to come and say hello? Are you? Oh, that's good, isn't it? Hey, lovely. Well, Elijah Michael Anthony, for you, Jesus Christ came into the world. For you, he lived and showed God's love. For you, he suffered death on the cross. And for you, he triumphed over death rising to newness of life. For you, he prays at God's right hand. All this for you before you could know anything of it. Elijah Michael Anthony. Have we got the towel ready? Yes. Okay. A little bit of water. I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Well done. Okay. You want to just pull him off for a minute? <laughs> if you could see his face. <laughs> now, one more thing, Elijah. I sign you the sign of the cross, the sign of Christ. Okay, Cheryl. Elijah. Receive this life because you belong to Christ, the light of the world. Christ is your right and your way. And we say together, may you grow and live in the faith of Christ. Amen. Now we come to Ace. <laughs> Ace, are you going to come and say hello? Oh, yes, what joys are in store for you. Yes. Right. What names have you given this child? Ace Daniel Christopher. Ace Daniel Christopher. For you, Jesus Christ came into the world. For you, he lived and showed God's love. For you, he suffered death on the cross. And for you, he triumphed over death, rising to newness of life. And for you, he prays at God's right hand. All this for you before you could know anything of it. <laughs> and now it's your turn, sunshine. Are you ready? I'm going to get it right. Ace Daniel Christopher, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And while you're still wet, I sign you with the sign of the cross, the sign of Christ. Amen. <laughs> Yes, receive this light, for you belong to Christ, the light of the world. Christ is your light and you wear. May you grow in the life and faith. Amen. Now, I don't think I can manage two of them, so I'll just ask you if you'd like to accompany me down and back so that everybody gets to see you. You're going to come as well. You're going to come for a walk, just to say hello to everyone. And perhaps this way, you're going to come? 
That's it. And one more, right. Okay, here we go. Should we give them a round of applause? And we have Elijah. There we go. Okay. Right. And then we'll take you back to your seats. And we all say together, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with kindness and give you peace. Amen. Please be seated. And I'm now going to ask the parents and the godparents, please, if you would stand. If there's any godparents at the back, if you want to come and stand at the front. Okay. And your responses will be either on the screen or on the sheets of paper that I gave you. Okay. Parents of Elijah and Grace. I ask you now to respond to God's love and grace to your children by making these promises. Will you love these, your children, committing yourselves to them, to care for them in body, mind and spirit? Will you therefore ensure that they're nurtured in the faith and life of the Christian community? Will you set before them a Christian example that through your prayers, words and deeds, they may learn the way of Christ? Now to all godparents, will you, as far as you are able, help the twins' parents to nurture Elijah Michael Anthony and Ace Daniel Christopher in the Christian faith? And now all the rest of you, if you're able, please stand. Members of the body of Christ, we rejoice that Elijah Michael Anthony and Ace Daniel Christopher have been baptised. Will you so maintain the church's life of worship and service that they may grow in grace and in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord? Let us pray together. Generous God, touch us again with the fire of your Spirit and renew in us all the grace of our baptism, that we may profess the one true faith and live in you and unity with all who are baptised in Christ. Amen. Now we continue our worship with the special baptism hymn, uh, number 539, On This Baptism Day, God We Thank You. to say that.
Now, if any of the children and parents with them, there's some colouring sheets at the back. Later on, we're going to be talking about our responsibility about looking after the world. So the colouring sheets are all to do with that. Um, So please feel free now to wander to the back. There's some more toys at the back as well, if you want. Okay. And now Leslie's going to bring our readings for today. Thank you. Three short passages from Isaiah. From Isaiah 40, Isaiah 65, and Isaiah 66. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. See, I will create new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I will create, for I will create Jerusalem to be a delight and its people a joy. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and take delight in my people. The sound of weeping and of crying will be heard in it no more. As the new heavens and the new earth that I make will endure before me, declares the Lord, so will your name and descendants endure. This is the word of the Lord. We're going to sing now number 663, I the Lord of Sea and Sky.
Let's just pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and redeemer. Amen. Well, for those of you who haven't been with us during the last months, all of the Methodists in the churches in the Preston Ribble area have been reading and reflecting on the book of Isaiah, which is the words that we heard this morning. And today's the last Sunday we reflect on what this ancient prophet said. May you live in interesting times. It's said that the Chinese have a curse to this effect. For a a while, we might like to read an interesting book or watch an interesting TV program or documentary. But an interesting time is generally not very pleasant to live through. Perhaps for many people today, it could be said that we've been living in interesting times. The book of Isaiah is set in an interesting time. It was a time of great political shifts, of international instability, of social tensions, and in the end, catastrophic upheaval. Does it all sound familiar? I think that sounds very familiar for today. Let me attempt a rough sketch of the international scene that Isaiah was living through. Israel and Judah were two tiny nations situated at an important strategic location linking Africa with Central Asia and the Far East. Judah sat in the south of her larger sister Israel and rejoiced in having descendants of King David on the throne and also having Jerusalem with its temple within her territory. Israel, on the other hand, was often more prosperous but was governed by a succession of royal dynasties, each of which was overthrown by force. Around these two little nations and some other relatively small nation states, such as Syria, and some great superpowers were flexing their muscles. To the southwest was Egypt, not quite the power that she once had been, but still a force to be reckoned with. To the northeast at the start of the book of Isaiah, is the superpower of Assyria, cruel, strong, and greedy. During the course of the time period that the book covers, Assyria will give way to Babylon, and then Babylon will give way in turn to Persia. Each one presented its own challenges and threats to God's people, who were all too familiar with conflict and violence and eventually all became exiled people from their own homeland. I wonder if that's how many of the Ukrainians are feeling at the moment and other um, people from war-torn countries where they've had to leave. And you might say, where was God while all this was going on? Well, this is what we learn from Isaiah. Into the tumultuous situation leading up to the Babylonian exile, He brings words of rebuke and warning. And to the dispirited and broken people after the exile, he offers words of comfort and hope. Hope for restoration in their near future and glimpses of a greater hope still. Could we have the first slide up, please, Georgia? I'm sure many of you have seen the programs that David Attenborough narrates. The Blue Planet is but one of them. 
He's been warning everyone for decades about the damage humanity's doing to the natural world. In his own way, he's being prophetic, like Isaiah, warning throughout decades of the dangers to come if we continue living the way we do and mismanaging the planet Earth. If you saw the final of GBT, Great Britain's Got Talent, you will have come across this amazing seven-year-old. Yes, please, Georgia. Anishwa Kunchala, an eco-warrior for a better term. He picked up the mantle of David Attenborough and is on a mission, and the next one, please, on a mission through poetry to continue getting the message across about saving planet Earth to be a healthier place for the natural world and for all who inhabit it. I'm sure that in the decades to come, Anishwa's name will be as well-known as David Attenborough's. Although Isaiah engages deeply with the politics of his day, he's ultimately optimistic. One of his great themes is that God will redeem his people. And chapter 40 is considered to be the turning point of the book. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for. This is a message of hope for the people in exile. God has not forgotten them and will redeem them. And Isaiah draws on Exodus imagery to describe the promised rescue. It's easy to see why this would be a useful image to use. God's people knew their history and how God had brought them out of a place of oppression. Isaiah promises that he will do it again. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I come from Jersey in the Channel Islands. And every year in May, we remember our history. Because during World War II, the Channel Islands were occupied by the Germans. And then they were liberated on different days in May. And the people from Alderney were actually exiled. They were taken away from the island. And so theirs is remembered as a homecoming day, the day when they are allowed to return to Alderney. So we all remember our history. And this is what Isaiah was drawing on in um, his prophecies. Isaiah has something more distant in view as well as the immediate comfort for the exiled people of God. And there are many clues that this is the case. This is what will happen when the expected son takes up the throne. These are the words that he says earlier. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. Does that ring any bells, that little bit of the reading? Mm, we remember it at Christmas time. But Isaiah, perhaps more than any other prophet, foresees a world made new, a bit like David Attenborough and Inishwa. They can see what the world could be. As Isaiah struggles to describe this wonderful future, he turns to creation language. The chaos that swirls around people sounds like the pre-creation emptiness and the land is populated with unclean animals, signifying the disruption of human dominion. 
here creation once more will exist in perfect harmony and human dominion over creation will be perfect and peaceful. What Isaiah dimly foresaw, we too are still awaiting. Centuries later, for those um, of the congregation, the writer of Revelation, you'll remember, took up much of Isaiah's language as he too strained forward to God's promised future. But we are fortunate, for we know more than the Old Testament prophet did. The son of Isaiah 9 now has a name, and that name is Jesus. And as stated in Revelation, Jesus says, Behold, I am making all things new. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. And as it says in Revelation, even so, come, Lord Jesus. Just as David Attenborough and Anishwa are playing their part in making sure we start working on putting things right, we've done wrong with the planet, so too we as a church continue to work towards gaining our eco-church status. But the message is not just about us as communities, but also how we live our individual lives and and how we live impacts on others. And the last picture, please, Georgia. I like DIY SOS with Nick Knowles, where whole communities come together to help an individual community or a family in need. Nick always ends by saying, we can't help everyone, but everyone can help someone. And the creation story describes how everyone is made in the image of God, which is love in its purest form. Jesus demonstrated that love by living our life and dying our death so that we can have a relationship with God from now and through into eternity. So where is God in our interesting times? When I see communities gathered together doing selfless things for others in need, there I see God. Individuals funding themselves to go and help Ukraine with whatever skills they have. Families taking in refugees. There I see God. There are multitudes of examples of God's spirit at work in people's lives for the better, transforming them in the process. So where is God? Right in the thick of it. May God use his word to speak to us in our own interesting times. Amen. And now Desley is going to lead our prayers for others. This week, could we hold um, Martin Cox in our prayers this week, please, as he's been in hospital for the week. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for the beauty and wonder that can be seen in all of creation. As you breathe life into this world and into our beings, we ask you to breathe life into us once again. 
We pray for you to give us the strength to respond to creation in a way that reflect, which reflects your loving care and concern for all things. We pray for guidance on how you can best serve and preserve creation. We pray for wisdom to ensure that we are not causing the land to be overexploited through our actions and lifestyle. We pray, Creator God, that you will reveal more of yourself to everyone throughout your world. Help us to follow Jesus' example of incarnation and show commitment to the place we find ourselves in at this season of our lives. We pray that all will become more attuned to the ways that creation is groaning. Give us guidance about how we can respond to this groaning so that your glory, Lord, will be revealed in and through your church. Help us as Christians to help bring about this renewal through our words and actions. May we reflect your nature in all we do, and may we be willing and joyful workers for your creation. We all say, as we breathe in your love, help us to breathe out your love. As we breathe in your grace, help us to breathe out your grace. As we breathe in your beauty, help us to breathe out your beauty. Amen. And now we say together the Lord's Prayer in the modern form. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. As we prepare for our our communion part of the service, we sing number 571, As Your Family, Lord, See Us Here.
Our communion is an open table and all are welcome. Uh, we do have gluten-free as well, so if you would like gluten-free as opposed to bread, then um, please just indicate as I come round. Uh, if you don't wish to take communion, just leave your hands down and then that makes it obvious to me. If you'd like your children to have a blessing, then I'm quite happy to do that as we come round. Um, all the words you'll find on the, the screen as your response. The peace of God is here to stay. This is the table, not of the church, but of the Lord. It's made ready for those who love him, who want to love him more. So come, you who have much faith and you who have little, you who have been here often and you who have not been for a long time, you who have tried to follow and you who have failed. Come, not because I invite you, it's our Lord's invitation. It is his will that those who love him should meet him here. Lord, we give you thanks, praise, hearts lifted high, voices full and joyful. These you deserve. For when we were nothing, when we had no name, no faith, no future, when we lost our way, When we came back to you, and look, you prepare a table for us, offering not just bread and wine, but your very self. So we join our voices with those of the church on earth and in heaven. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might. Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. We cannot take bread and forget those who are hungry. Put our wealth at the service of the poor. We cannot take wine and forget those who are thirsty, crying out for justice. We cannot hear your words of peace and forget the world at war. Lord, turn our lust for power into a desire for peace. We cannot celebrate the feast of your family and forget our divisions. Lord, heal your church in every bruising. On the night on which Christ Jesus was betrayed, he sat at supper with his disciples. While they were eating, he took a piece of bread said a blessing, broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, it is given for you. Do this whenever you eat it in remembrance of me. Later he took a cup of wine, saying, This cup is God's new covenant, sealed with my blood. Drink from it, all of you, to remember me. So now, following Jesus' example and command, we take this bread and this wine the ordinary things of this world. Lord Jesus Christ, you are present with us now. What have we to offer? Our hands are empty, but we're not worthy, but with you is mercy and the grace to change us. So now, as we 
So as we do now in this place, what you did in an upstairs room, send your Holy Spirit upon us. Heal us, forgive us, make us whole. We want to be your body, loving and caring in the world. The bread we break is a sharing in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one love.
Thank you to everyone who's helped with the service. And um, if you want to take any photos afterwards posed, you're more than welcome to have any photos taken up here. So our final blessing. Go out, believe in God, see God in the world, know the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship and power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks be to God.